information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 13th of August, 2020. Beware the Ides of August. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Talk Internet Marketing. And uh, yeah, it's the middle of August, 2020. Five full months, um, which comes out to, you know, 24 some odd weeks into the ongoing COVID crisis. Um and yeah, everything's perfectly is... all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? That's uh, Google. That's supposed to be Google talking to <laughs> us about uh, about what happened this week. And you know, it is such a 2020 moment. Um, in a, I've never seen this happen before. Actually, Google had a uh, universal bug. Screwed mm-hmm. search results. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what was, was, was kind of humorous about, about this whole thing. I mean, not, I guess, you know, I took Monday off. <clears throat> I actually just, I just completely unplugged. Like I, I didn't, I, I took the whole day, didn't bring my phone with me, nothing. So as Mary pointed out, that was a great day for that to happen because I would have been trying to fix something <laughs> that, that I couldn't fix. Right, and and so I ended up just sort of missing this this whole uh, uh, this whole. I found out about it after the fact and went, oh, okay, guess I missed just a, the biggest twenty twenty moment in search. <laughs> uh, so far, the biggest twenty twenty moment in search. Um, I'm afraid if you have to add the prefix, um, this is twenty twenty after all. Right. Um, okay, so what happened is Google had a uh, had an indexing problem. Um, according to uh, Gary Eyes, um, the, uh, the the indexing problem affected global uh, search results. Uh, they were connected as, um, and you know what? I think Gary could have, uh, this is exactly what you were talking about last week, Dave. Um, as Gary wrote, the indexing system, Caffeine, does a number of things, multiple things. It ingests fetch logs, it renders and converts fetch data, extracts links, meta and structured data, extracts and computes uh, certain signals, schedules new crawls, and builds and builds the index that is pushed to serving, which, which means out, out, out to us. So somewhere in there, something screwed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Apparently, um, major directories were surfacing where local small businesses should stuff like that. Um, I was, I, you know, I did the same thing on uh, on Monday. I, I, I booked out Monday, um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't get the phone calls either. You know what's what's interesting is I happened to while I was out um, running a couple days ago, I was listening for for people in our in our audience who obviously like podcasts, um, listen to the Search Off the Record podcast. It's uh, John, Martin, and Gary. Yeah, just yeah. Sort of off the record. So uh, a lot of people don't know about it. It's good. I've just started listening to uh, to a bunch of them. Anyway, uh, Gary happened to be talking uh, in the one that I just listened to. I can't remember the date from it. Um, the one I was just listening to about um, a different 
problem that they were having with indexing caused by caffeine in, in his or the caffeine stage of the process. And I do wonder if it's kind of a, a similar one is what had happened in that case is um, it, it sort of choked. Like the, the entire bottleneck was sort of choking where it was actually getting the indexing done and it was all pushing. But at the point where it was trying to push these documents through, it couldn't shove them through fast enough. Like it sort of like choked. I, he didn't get into specifically like what was going on at Google to, to, to make that happen. Obviously they don't, you know, sort of reveal that much, but that that's where that, that choke point was. And I wonder if that's what happened. This one looked a little bit different from like the impact after, because of course I was looking at a bunch of screenshots after going, wow, that is bad. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a pretty bad results. Or was it a problem? Like, was it a problem getting the input or was it a problem? Maybe, you know, um, or was it a problem with you no know, after it being extrapolated, like, uh, was it basically it wasn't reading the full index or or what went on? There? According to tweets that, that Gary was putting out a couple of days ago, um, it came it came about um, from how caffeine rebuilds the index after it uh, looks through a number a number of websites, renders them, considers them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then uh, Google is constantly. Um, Reevaluating itself and rebuilding its index on the fly. Mm -hmm. That was where the problem happened. Um, caffeine was doing its job right, and maybe, maybe it did have something to do with with a bottleneck on out, on on the output end. Because as Gary wrote, um, we still had the index brackets, the index database, but something was wrong with it because of how it was built by caffeine. That's why we said it was an indexing issue, which mm -hmm. manifested as a ranking issue externally. Also, and this is a really cool point. Also, and this is in the voice of, uh, of Gary Eyes, also, we can rebuild the whole serving index database within hours. Yes. That's cool. That, that, that is one, it. <laughs> um, not to oversimplify things, but oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Like, they, they, they can do things that I can't with my computer, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, seriously, think of the size, I mean, I, I can't even think of the size of Google's index. It's, it's inconceivable. It's so large. Yeah. And they can restructure that in hours. The um, I'm still from a world where uh, you receive a question and you go home and consider it before answering. <laughs> um, like, that just amazes me. <laughs> I Do you really? Well, no, no, yeah. my very first computer, very first computer had a had a tape drive and it would take like, I don't know, seven, ten minutes to load a video game. It <laughs> felt like a half hour, but it was probably only ten minutes. I don't even remember. It was so, so long ago. <laughs> that, uh, you know what? You're, you're taking me back. My, my first computer was a VIC-20 and it had a tape, like an audio yeah. tape, which is funny because now audio tapes aren't even a thing. They were like borderline because the, the five and a quarter inch floppies did exist at that time. So, you know, but the, the fancy people who had the Commodore 64s had that. Um, <laughs> I, and, I, I wasn't, I wasn't one of those. And so to rebuild an index of documents, entities, objects, and all the crap that's in Google's index, that's the size of it. Like we're, we're, we're talking hundreds of billions, perhaps trillions of documents. In my head really fritzes out around the, the 11th or 12th, the 12th number. Yeah. Um, it's just remarkable, phenomenal. Um, so that's what happened on Monday. No guarantee it's not going to happen again, but I can't remember in the uh, 
nearly 20 year history, the 20 over 20 year history of Google. I can't remember this happening before. Nope. No, I can't. Like I've seen lots of hiccups and, and glitches. I'm sure you have too. And most of our listeners, because we all are people that pay attention to search, um, you know, have certainly, you know, seen our share of like, oopses, um, uh, you know, sort of oopses. come in, but not like this. Like normally it's, you know, just a like sort of weird formatting thing that happens or you know, whatever, but not a, the entire system broke. Um, yeah, that's that's a first. Although it's it's interesting that we're talking about it because I wonder how often it actually does happen and just gets caught before it, it sort of blows up, right? I mean, we've talked about it before, sort of the microservices scale of things, right? Like these have multiple databases and a failure in one is not necessarily a failure in all. So do they just catch it quick enough that it's like, okay, I mean, because of the number of queries, right? You would be able to catch that the search results are not favorable within seconds if an entire database was just, or um, data center was serving bad results all of a sudden and go, okay, close that one, right? Like just, you know, slam that one down. I know in, in one of the, the the podcasts, in the Off the Record podcast, Martin was talking about these monitoring systems and how, yeah, they'll, they'll just trigger, but sometimes um, they don't trigger an alert to the engineers because it looks different on the inside than does on the outside, right? This one didn't clearly because they were kind of on it. Um, but that sometimes they'll hit those problematic scenarios where you would be relying on those outside, um, you know, sort of cases. Something I found interesting as well, just going back to that, that same episode, um, was that he talked about it is monitoring thousands of signals. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know that doesn't mean thousands of search factors, but it does mean that they're monitoring thousands of signals for the health of their system. Now, some of those will just be electronic signals, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. are we getting enough power to, you know, manage our servers? But they're obviously going to be watching, like, a lot of user-based things to decide how healthy their system is. Interestingly, in another tweet that, that Gary put out discussing the uh, the outage, he said something something very similar. Don't, don't oversimplify search, or it's not simple at all. Thousands of interconnected systems working together provide to provide users high quality and relevant results. Uh, throw a grain of sand in the machine, and you get an outage like you did yesterday. But there you go again. Thousands of interconnected systems. Now, yeah, yeah for sure, there are. Yeah, but do systems mean signals? Our system signals. Uh, SEOs will debate that from now until uh, long after we're gone. Well, yeah, and I mean, a part of that will depend how clickbaity a title can I write. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary admits Google screwed up. How's yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And I mean, but you, but you're right. And and to to just make sure that we're not part of that clickbaity problem, one of those signals will be: Are the cooling systems on the processors functioning properly? Right. Like, that's one of the things that has to be monitored. Um, so Gary is not saying that there are necessarily thousands of different different things. Although, interestingly, since we're talking about algorithms, we might as well talk about algorithms. I think it is interesting to say, to, to view it as each signal can have different, I don't know, kind of like quarks, right? They have different spins or flavors, right? Like you, you can have a, a scenario where they could say there's, I don't know, 200 different, you know, algorithmic signals, but because each one is not a light switch, right? Like a, 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 a link, how it passes page rank to your site is not a one or a zero. This is not yeah, a binary. 
Indeed, it'll, it, something um, will trigger it or not trigger it. It may sure. have this much weight or that much weight, depending on different circumstances. Well, that's it. And so, yes, there might be 200, but within that 200, each one is now divided out into 1,000 each in different, but not these ones. These ones are on or off. But this one, right, like HTTPS, it is or it isn't, right? Like, there we go. Oh, but how does mixed content work, right? Like, you end up with a, with a bunch of different factors. Well, yeah, you got, so you got a bad, crappy-ass WordPress build that's not five. which we'll talk about later. Yeah. That is pulling in like insecure stuff from like some old plugin that hasn't been updated for a year and a half. And now you got Mm -hmm. a mixed signal going down. You do. And you know what? That's kind of your fault for having plugins that are that outdated. I'm going to pretend I'm going to take the high road and pretend that's never happened to me, but it doesn't happen anymore because it did. (laughs) Indeed. And it happened to enough webmasters, enough WordPress webmasters over time that um, WordPress is doing its damnedest to make sure it just doesn't happen anymore to anybody. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked out 5.5 yet. I admittedly, I, I, I really, really should have before even mentioning it on air because it's such a massive shift in, in the way WordPress does stuff. But uh, it looks like WordPress is just trying to get people covered. Well, and and that's we know they're working with Google, right? Because they they lay out work with them like a, a little bit on on things, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we work, we know they work with them on the site map, the auto site map, yeah, um, and, and that sort of stuff. So it makes sense that they would either they would be feeling a little pressure, or um, they're just being good netizens, um, you know, to 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 hold their market share, which is fair enough. Like. Mm-hmm. And, and if they can stop the problems that are making us all go, ooh, that's not a good solution, right? I mean, you know, rarely do I say that about, you know, WordPress specifically. I'm like, it powers so much of the web, Google has to be all right with it. Like, yes, you'd be hand coding things ideally, but I don't. So I'm not going to take the high road here. <laughs> like, um, you know, so, uh, but I, I think it is good that they are taking it unto themselves to go, okay, we need to patch some of these things that... The average user can't um, or, or shouldn't be expected to. They can, but they shouldn't be expected to. Um, and, you know, we've been seeing hosts doing it for a while now, right? There's hosts that are just like, we're just updating things for you and you don't have a choice. <laughs> um, but that doesn't stop some of the things like when you talked about that plugin doesn't have an updated version, right? And it's been ignored for three years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a problem, right? So... Okay, this may or may not be a real good solution, but um, in some cases, WordPress will fake the security certificate for the insecure plugin just to, you know, keep people happy. <laughs> Honestly, that's the reason it's being, and this is done, this is done with Google's compliance. Google's aware of this, too. Um, I, I, I had to say this. Um, yeah, again, like, like WordPress is trying to plug holes that I guess just sort of happen because of the way things develop or get stopped getting developed. Um, and also, you know, it's, 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 it's it, WordPress. How to say this? WordPress was designed to, to, to solve a crap ton of problems people were having. Um, you can't really hand code much anymore, given how complicated the web is and, how complex uh, 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 a PHP uh, platform is compared mm-hmm. to an old standard HTML platform. Um, and WordPress just creates like, you know, the, 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 the common standardized code, more or less, that uh, 
Google is more or less able to, and then browsers are more or less able to read. Um, but uh, in doing that, it created a whole host of problems too. Like, you know, WordPress, WordPress created a big duplicate, duplicate content problem at one time. WordPress, uh, 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 I don't know, shoot, WordPress create, created conflicts uh, left, right, and center at one time. And then it's their job to try to work this stuff out. So good on them. Yeah, one that uh, one of the the, the rollouts in uh, five point five that I didn't know was was coming, and maybe I just missed the memo. You know, I mean, WordPress and, and Google don't really call me up and go, "Hey, here's what we're doing that you might be interested in." Um, was I know they should, and, and I've talked to them a number of times, but they they still don't. Um, <laughs> no matter how often I rant Patrick. at them on Twitter, um, but it was um, rolling in lazy loading. Um, yes, oh, that's what I wanted to mention. Um, yeah, which I thought was great. And for listeners who may have other solutions in play, which I do, and I'm sure many other people do, um, you'll want to do a test and make sure that you basically turn them off, right? Like Jetpack has it in it and it has a function in it and stuff like that. If, if you were using it already, you don't need two things doing it. Um, that yeah, that's something actually I had wanted to note um, when we would mention that they were working. They seem to be working hand in hand with Google. It's like they're reading uh, Google PageSpeed Insights, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, this one, and it makes it makes perfect sense, right? Like if you want to bring people over to your CMS, what's one of the things you do? Well, make sure that your baked in CMS is starting you off with with all the things that Google wants you to have, right? Like um, it's an easy sell when you're going. Oh, we're an SEO friendly CMS. There you go. Okay, on that, we got to grab a break here. Uh, Take a commercial break on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 13th of August, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Joey's Media and Dave Davis from BSOC Internet Marketing. Stick around. We got more coming up after these messages. Maximum customer engagement and retention. Choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. WebmasterRadio.fm is now part of the WMR.fm podcast network. Evolving every day to meet today's demands. We are pioneers of podcasting, staying at the forefront of digital marketing, business, and entrepreneurship. The WMR.fm enters the 2020s leading the way, expanding our spectrum of shows set to educate, entertain, and engage. We are the WMR.fm
back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 13th of August, 2020. Halfway through the month of August. It's mind-blowing, but it's going to be September awfully soon, and then it's going to start getting cold. It's going to be like flu season, and then... Given the way things are going, people won't know where where the where the heck they are, and that's really terrifying. How are you? Uh, how are you holding up, Dave? Um, you know what? As 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 you know, I'm I'm in Whistler right now, um, so <laughs> I'm holding up better than I was, say, last week, or better than I will be in a week. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, flight's always always better when you're uh, when you're on a mountain, um, at least in my world. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're holding up, um, pretty well right now. I know, um, you know, things are, are, are pretty taxing for, I, I'm sort of watching a lot of people and I'm sure you are as well. Um, something seems to be going on right now. Um, and I, I think a lot of, uh, people in our, our community, I don't know what's sort of going on, but everybody seems to be kind of a little edgier than, than maybe they were. And I don't mean just like mean to each other. I, I don't mean it that way. I mean, sort of internally, I'm, I'm watching a lot of people sort of, just it seems like they're struggling a little more over the last week or two um, than maybe they they have been um, until now. And I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's like, you know, maybe and I haven't, you know, it's all anecdotal and I haven't really done a survey on it. But maybe it's like, OK, and, you know, this push to go back to school and maybe there's some anxiety around that, um, you know, or, or, or what's going on. Or maybe it's just people are just getting tired, really, really well, tired of what's going on. I think it's a bunch of stuff put together. Um, this is the most um, challenging period of most of our lives. Um, we've, uh, most of us were entrepreneurs. We've done uh, as much as possible the right things and made good decisions. And heck, you and I must have made at least one or two good decisions because their businesses still exist like decade later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's terrifying to, um, you know, like like a, a cool thing about being an entrepreneur is you learn to roll with the punches, and I think that's maybe maybe uh, cushioned a lot of the, a lot of the hardships uh, people have faced. Certainly helped me a lot. But I think about business and our community is uh, we pride ourselves on being able to plan for the future, and mm-hmm. it's hard to plan for a future. <laughs> we don't I mean there there will be a future. Plan for that, folks. It's going to happen. But. Two years ago, you could have reasonably predicted what it was going to look like six months from now. Today, you can't. And no. I'm looking at it. I'm wondering how long. I have some wonderful customers, and they're resilient and they're doing the right things. But you know, like math is math, right? Like if they don't, yeah. if they don't got customers, how long are they my customer? Well, um, indeed. Um, and I, there, there is something that I wonder about because you have seen this. None of us have worked in exactly this scenario, and there are a bunch of unknowns. But um, you have seen this type of environment um, in 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 your career, um, and I would say about twelve years ago, um, right in in two thousand and eight, that was scary. Yeah, it, it, it crashed and it crashed hard and fast, um, and, and, and we didn't know. And I, I do wonder um, the the resilience of of some people, just just inwardly, and how they're emotionally um, taking on. Uh, sort of what's going on now. I do wonder if people who were entrepreneurs in our industry through that, who dealt with clients like 
hitting the same sort of problem. Like we were all sort of having the same kinds of problems. People were going bankrupt. People were like just the, the world was sort of crumbling. And then we all moved back, right? Like everything did exist. And I wonder if our generation of SEOs is finding it a little bit easier only because we found it harder the first time because we'd never seen that either. Right, like in, our, in our careers, like, or maybe possibly, maybe it's just that our generation of SEOs are just a little bit older. And um, how to say this? I have less to lose at this stage in my career than a thirty-year-old or thirty-something SEO who's just building their agency. Um, I get the urgency that they're where they're coming from with that. I, I, I absolutely understand that. I remember, I remember when I was, uh, I remember when, 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 uh, we were building a step forth and then when, when we all went out on our own and started building our own companies, everything was urgent every second of yeah. the day. You remember that when you were, oh, when yeah. you were younger, we were just starting to be stock. Everything mattered every second. And every decision you made was nail biting. Uh, <laughs> could you have built your company in this environment today? Like, like you're in Whistler right now, man. Like, would you be there right now? Had you, had you had to start your career now? No, 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 no. And you, you bring up a really, really good point. Um, is that there is, yeah, sort of a, a, a calm that, that sort of comes with, with that, right? Like just being sort of that far along, having the relationships you have both with your peers, um, and, and your clients. And, you know, you talked about it is, your clients trust you. There's a reason you've built that up over years, right? Like I have clients that we've built a trust over years. So yes, we hit times like this and, uh, you know, and some of them went through 2008 too and went, oh, life's better on digital, right? Like where actually the first budgets that were being cut were not digital. They were, um, you know, the ones that couldn't be as easily measured. Yeah, thank God you're not in print, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, oh that's, there, there is something to be really, really said for that is it, it, you move to known goods, right? You move to like, okay, I can see what my CPA is, right? I, I, I can see it. It's there. I'm moving my budget where, where that is because I, I can measure it. And, you know, it, it moves around that. I think it was, uh, I think it was Henry Ford, but I might, I might be mis misquoting here, but the, I know I'm wasting half of my advertising budget. The problem is I just don't know which half. Well, in this case, you know, which half is winning. You might not know that that other part might not have been losing, but you don't know, <laughs> right? Whether that yellow pages ad worked, I don't know who uses yellow pages, but you know, whether that newspaper ad worked, don't know who reads newspapers. Like, <laughs> but anyway, to your point on print, but um, I can show the value. I can yeah. show how much I made you and how much I cost. And there's a certain comfort in that. Um, certainly there's a certain comfort in that uh, being a digital digital service provider. Although another thing that's different between today and 2008 is back in 2008, I'm pretty sure I knew every SEO in the industry. I knew most of them anyway. I knew a hell yeah. of a lot of them. Today, the competition is incredible. There's just so many more of them. Um, there's no barrier to entry to get into to, to become an SEO. There's only a barrier. There's only barriers to performance, um, but no barrier to entry. You can hang a shingle out front of your out front of your uh, your house right now and call yourself an SEO. Do it. You know what? And, 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 and you're bringing up a point that I often I, I was catching myself in a fallacy that I. I hate. If I asked my 89-year-old grandmother, does smoking kill you? If she was used as the example, it would be smoking is perfectly healthy. 
right? I mean, she's she smoked for sixty five years. She's eighty nine, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like, but and so it's that it's that survivorship statistics, right? Like when you when you are, are basing statistics on the survivorship scenario uh, by, by sort of anecdotally, it, it doesn't work. And so even in when I was talking about two thousand eight. I am not talking to all the people who were just starting during that fiscal crash and who aren't in our industry now, nope. right? Like I was I'm only <laughs> right oh now about God, the people that did make it, Yeah. right? So I, I'm not thinking of how many people didn't make it because yeah, if you were trying to grow right then, no, because even when I'm going, yeah, we can measure. Yep. And during those times you go to the knowns, you go to like, I know Jim's been working in this industry since like 98. It's been a decade, right? I'm talking 2008 here. Um, you know, let's go with Jim, right? Rather than this person who might be super smart, but they have eight, you know, months in, <laughs> not, you know, years. So, um, so yeah, it, 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 I, I was wanting to catch myself there and go, yeah, and that'll be happening right now and during the next crisis and it'll happen, right? I mean, these, these things come and go and there'll be a next crisis, you know, a decade from now and we'll be going, but I'll probably have to catch myself then and go, I wonder, people who made it through that, you know, we all made it through that, so we were okay. And it's like, no, we all didn't make it through it. Some of us made it through it. And so we can't base, you know, the the, the, the narrative now just on the ones that made it. There uh, is one other major, major factor, I think, in people feeling crappy and on edge today, hmm. and maybe not so much in 2008. And uh, it's not that social media didn't exist in uh, 2008. It did, but we used it to support each other. We used it to compliment each other, to talk about, um, I don't know, positive stuff like, oh my goodness, I'm doing good things, not you're such an idiot, you jerk, which is how we use the most powerful communications tool ever devised by humankind ever. That's how we use it today, to call each other jerks. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, we're on edge asshole over there just called me a jerk yeah like yeah of course i'm on edge i gotta call him a jerk right now and except i gotta talk to you and i'm not mad at you really (laughs) why don't it it is kind of sad because i remember when facebook was launching like i remember before it was that i was like excited that facebook was going to be launching uh like that it was going to be opening up right and and moving from just colleges to to allowing anybody to be in there and i was excited because i was going to get a chance (coughs) to chat more actively with my friends in the industry that I didn't get to chat with often enough. Which you do. And my and my family, which I do. But yeah. there was no there was no reason that I wanted to go onto Facebook to rant about politics. Like that that wasn't even a thing in my brain. It's not what I was wanted to do. Oh. Um, and, and yet now, you know, here we find ourselves. You're right. All, and to this day, it's not something you want to do. Like I don't think you wake up in the morning with the goal. To go downstairs, log on to your computer, and flip on somebody about like being a COVID idiot. That was not how you planned your morning. You know what? If you ask Mary how does Dave start his mornings, I think she may disagree with you. I think she <laughs> might go, no, he does just wake up wanting to fight sometimes. <laughs> well, um, well that, 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 that. That's my problem. I'm part of the problem in that equation. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You, you, you are right. You don't wake up wanting to do that, oh, but man. I just need to share my vast wisdom with the world. Indeed. Um, <laughs> and then and that asshole over there calls you a jerk for it. And your whole and the pattern for your entire day is set and you're on edge and you feel bad about yourself. 
yourself. And that translates into the way you treat other people online. It translates to the way you do your work. It translates to the way you talk to your clients. And oh my goodness, we're all doing this. I know. And it's all because somebody doesn't understand how smart I am and that I know everything. <laughs> and that, that everybody's life experience is exactly like mine. <laughs> you know what the, the, the most frustrating thing is? In many ways, everyone's life experiences is exactly like yours, and we're all still doing it anyway. Yeah. I saw this, uh, this, your friend of mine, um, Jeremy, Jeremy Knopf, put a uh, touching, nice, smart thing up. And, you know, listeners who, who are familiar with the show will remember that Jeremy and I would likely not agree on it being a nice day outside. <laughs> <laughs> One of us would think the other was was trying to pull a fasty, to pull a swifty here, um, but we do agree on 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 on. One at least, at least one very important central tenant that we will be civil under all circumstances because we're friends and comrades and uh, we work in the same trenches and we understand each other and have similar life experiences. We will be cool with each other even if we adamantly disagree with each other. And you know what? I used to, I used to, uh, not want to see Jeremy online because we were going to fight. We still do fight sometimes, but there's a different character to it. So anyway, Jeremy puts up this 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 this, this thing. Um, we're going into Americans are going into election season, and oh god, is it going to be horrible? It's just going to be awful, isn't it? And uh, people are going to be going to be really really awful to each other. It's, yeah. it's friends and brothers and sisters will be torn asunder and people will be ripping their own guts out trying to get at each other's guts. Um, so Jeremy's just like, look, remember that we're friends or we're not going to be friends anymore. Right. Um, and, and, and that's I, direct honesty seems is what passes for uh, nice and touching in social media these days. <laughs> yeah, anyway. well, I, 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 I totally agree. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, sort of probably somewhere between the two of you on the on the political spectrum. Um, but I mean, like like you, I mean, I your friend and mine, Alan Blywise, will often mm-hmm. just like sort of sit back whenever I get into a discussion with Jeremy because, like you, I I do tend to disagree. But I did find that a very good. You know, I can respect him and totally think he's wrong on something. Right? Like that's and that's fine. And he respects me and totally thinks I'm wrong on something. Right? And that's. That's fine, right? Like we we can, heck, it's sometimes it's fun to have those arguments with somebody when you can maintain that respect and go, okay, now we're actually just going to have a battle of sort of wits of sorts, right? Like who can come up with better arguments to, to support our case, um, sure but without actually fair. getting emotional about it and going, oh, you're telling me you hate me and I'm telling you I hate you back, um, but actually just going, okay, let's have a fun debate here. Like, because neither of us is ever going to convince the other we're right. Like, when we know that. You you know that. Every time you would argue with Jeremy, you know you'll never convince him otherwise, and he knows he'll never convince you otherwise, because you're so opposite, right, on, on, on most of the stories I've seen you argue about. But you can have some fun arguing it anyway, right? So, so off you go. Um, I, I, I agree. I think that was great, and I think it's something that's important for all of us to remember, especially when we're discussing with friends, right? Yeah. That this is not... This does not have to be a civil war, right? No, it this shouldn't be. It, and it shouldn't be um, because everybody here just wants to make the world better. How we get there is where we have some some big disagreements with each other. But everybody's, I think, most people, most reasonable people, what they want is a better world for, for them and their kids, right? 
and that's that's we're all wanting the same thing. It's just that we completely disagree with how to do it in some cases. So I, I think that's that's important. But I, I'm I'm the first to admit I don't always remember that. That like I'm actually talking to somebody who wants to make the world better. Assuming I'm I'm not talking to trolls, which I try not to feed trolls. But anyway, we didn't have them back in 2008. You know what else is different about 2008 than from today? What's that? Back in 2008, we had a whole bunch of stress relievers that were just built, baked into culture. Most, most, uh, uh, I guess, prominent of which would be uh, pro sports. Um, pro sports mm. has been our gladiator stress release as long as we've had this bread and circus called modern cat, called modern society. Um, the, up until recently, we haven't had a lot of stress relief in the way of. Uh, of pro sports, but they're slowly coming back under strict, strict conditions in ways that are possible and manageable. Whoever thought, um, I've actually, I, I found auto racing. I found it really interesting. Suddenly, um, Google is, uh, trying to either help entertain us or capitalize on our immediate and extraordinary interest in this new wide world of narrow world of sports um, by uh, actually bringing live TV and sports uh, features into search. Yeah. And I think it's good. And and there's, to me, there's, there's nothing wrong with capitalizing off of a, (laughs) a, you know, off off this kind of scenario. I mean, heck, you probably have to, I've had to like tell clients, right? Like sort of mid conversation. I'm like, okay, I feel kind of bad for saying it this way, but there's going to be a winner out of this. So, let's make that you right and, and not your not your, and, and google's doing a similar thing there's a there's a strong need it's going to be them or somebody else quite honestly i would have rather it was like somebody else that came up with like this system and and you know maybe somebody else could, could profit a little bit but um because google has enough imo but um you know i i think it's a great feature i'm not generally a fan of sports like that's just i don't know i, I just don't really care that much but i know a lot of people that do and I think this is a great feature for them. I am going to be interested as well <coughs> to see after we come out of this, is there a shift in the sports that people watch? Because you just brought up an interesting fact of your taste in sports changes basically because you still want that competition. Yeah. Right? So now all of a sudden you'll watch a different thing because you want that competition and what you would naturally go to isn't there. So it will be interesting to see, does that cascade forward? Do people have new um, you know, find new sports or gain an interest in, in different types um, just because they were introduced because, well, I guess okay, I'm watching so cricket today. <laughs> clearly, you have not watched Korean baseball. My friend, <laughs> have I got some fun for you. Imagine a world where um, people who really love, 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 love something but aren't just aren't quite as good as 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 pro athletes at it compete against washed up pro athletes does that sound like a reality show you'd watch if it is that's called korean baseball okay, it, it actually oh does i'm gonna have to look this up okay <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta see this just to see the look on the on the on the uh former pros faces um it's actually kind of sad but there you go. It's 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 by far the best reality TV because it's real. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see Korean baseball. I swear to God, it's better than Tiger King. 
Okay, on that, we got to grab a break here at Webcology, the uh, streaming edition. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing, the Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, you are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 13th of August, 2020. Stick around. we got more coming up after the messages. right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY podcasting system. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training, a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Welcome back to Web College and Webmaster Radio.fm. It's August the, the 13th, 2020. Uh, again, midway through August. For some reason, I want to say it's August the 20th, but I ain't going to be doing that until next week. This is uh, Jim from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, this one probably won't affect you so much. Um, doesn't affect me as much, but if you're a Google AdSense publisher, um, and you use Western Union as a payment option, you actually you, you won't be able to do that much longer because uh, for some reason, after 13 years, Google's discontinuing it. Yeah. I'm not really sure what was with that. I'm sure there is a reason, like it costs more or something like that, and they're trying to eke out every penny at this point. Um, but uh, but yeah, it'll be, uh, I guess it goes out, phases out uh, next year. But obviously, if you're if you're getting your payments that way, probably want to change it as soon as you can just so you know you don't forget um as of three days ago you could no longer select it if you were setting up a new mm -hmm. account so it's it's no longer on their menu they're still going to honor it as a payment method method until sometime in early 2021 and they say that they'll give um that they'll give their users plenty of time which is kind of googly for we'll tell you when we tell you um <laughs> So, like Dave says, if, you, if you're being told now, uh, look for look for another way to get paid. Yeah. What else have we got here? Um, we've got that. a few things. Well, there's a fun one. Uh, where is it? Just a second. Google had to tell us all something that we should already know. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, this is the why are we reporting it phase. Yeah. Okay. I saw these ones. The 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 Moz uh, spam score. 
Um, that doesn't count. I, I know. Poor, poor John. I, I don't even know how often um, your friend and mine, Mr. John Mueller, he doesn't know that he's my friend, <laughs> but I'm going to call him one anyway, um, was, was asked... Uh, a couple days ago, Moz spam score effect on our backlinks. Basically, being asked how it affects their their backlinks, um, and they're asking Google. So they, it's John had to imply, rightfully so, that basically he was being asked, does the Moz spam score affect the value of your backlinks? Um, John had to say that it doesn't affect it. It's not used by by Google. Folks, <laughs> if you're using any third-party tool, there's some great ones out there, right? You can you could use Majestic, Ahrefs, SEMrush, Moz, right? Like all of them have various scores for rating domains and rating pages. Some of them are useful, some of them aren't. I found in general, if you look at all of them and a page does well across all of the different metrics, and you could probably go, you know what? It's probably treated fairly favorably by Google. There's clearly ones that I found that would be exceptions to that rule. But for the most part, you know, you, you could you could kind of view it that way. But I could also be totally out to lunch. But regardless of how you want to view this thing, that's not Google. Google's not going, you well, know Dave, what? That's Let's the whole talk. point. <laughs> it's like their systems are so sophisticated. It's all they're going, yeah, I think we're going to use the SEM Rush API because that'll save us having to figure out domain rating. <laughs> right? Like, here's, nope. here's the deal on third-party tools like this. Like, okay, first off, Dr. Pete Myers, smart guy. Yeah. He uh, he and the Moz Squad didn't come up with uh, with any of the metrics they made in Moz Tools just to pull the wool over other practitioners' eyes. Those metrics have a meaning. And those metrics are really solid when compared to themselves. They are not interoperable. You cannot take Moz metrics and throw them into Majestic and get some score that's going to mean anything to anybody. You can't take Moz metric and then take something you get from Screaming Frog and mash them together unless you're able to look at them and relate to them in your mind, weighing one score using one set of weights and another score using another set of weights, which is how you're supposed to look at them. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to make them interoperable, you're going to get someone like, uh, like John Mueller on the other end looking at his computer screen going, well, dude, we made our own metrics. They're called yeah. page rank. Yeah, I, I, I don't quite get this one. And one thing that I found just, I guess, for any like person who uses these metrics, one thing I found they all are lackluster at that Google is clearly far superior to them is devaluing links, right? Like I've seen some ones with like really solid, pick any of the tools, they all do it pretty, pretty poorly, um, that have like really solid domain metrics. And you look through their backlinks, you're like, yep, those are all like, I can see this whole blog network. <laughs> like, I can see it all just sitting right in this bubble. And this blog network has jammed up all these like domain ratings, you know, through the roof. And you're like, okay, but clearly Google will know better. <laughs> like none of them actually are ranking well when I compare their rankings. Like they're not ranking well, but they all have great domain authority. Okay. okay. Now, okay, but the, 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 uh, uh, t- now we get to one of those age old SEO debates. Um, I don't think Google devalues them. I think Google just doesn't, doesn't, if you say by devalue, you mean just stops counting and throws the whole concept of these things even existed in the first place out the window. 
and stops caring real quick. I'd agree with that. Um, otherwise, you'd have people like destroying each other with link spam, which does happen, but um, not with the frequency that it really might happen with. And I'm not sure why it doesn't. Um, right. And, and that is a really good point. When I'm referring to that word, I mean, reduce its value to zero or near zero. Yeah. Right. But just, not negative, just zero or near to zero. Yeah. Google, Google ignores that's, that's actually yeah. Google's, Google's most passive aggressive way of dealing with links is they just don't, they just like just screw it. They don't care. Yeah. Um, and you just done all this work trying to acquire these links that are completely meaningless. Yeah, so so like, you can get your money back on Fiverr and uh, <laughs> find a good SEO. <laughs> okay, here's another one from the why does somebody even have to ask this department? Um, <laughs> Google doesn't care if you have copyrighted images or not. The rights holder cares, but Google is almost almost always not the rights holder themselves, so they don't care you're not going to get a uh, rankings boost for being a good person and paying your licensing fees on images that you use on your websites, but it will keep you from getting sued. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think it's a good call on their part for so many reasons. <laughs> uh, well, one, they hate the cops. No, well, that's it. Like, number one, yeah, exactly. And, and number two, like, what about user-generated content? Like, in comment sections that allow embedding GIFs. Well, what if that GIF now has, you know, is, is from a, a trademark show or something like that, right? Like, what if mm -hmm. it has a, a brand trademark? Now, does Google have to police that? Like, there's a rabbit hole. And, and does that fall under user-generated well, content so the site is safe? Or does that, like... And to one degree or another, Google does, in fact, please that sort of stuff. Look what happens up on YouTube if you have um, if you have uh, right. user generated if you have copyrighted music playing in the background, they'll pull your whole video. Yeah. Um, but Google doesn't care in the case of your header image. Um, again, Getty Images they might care, but Google doesn't really take right. a thing on it. Do you use um, language reference? In, uh, in 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 your practice, yeah, you're referring to like the href lang. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like quite heavily on on one site that we work on uh, right now. So yes, okay. There is there news there. Did a change just happen that I need to know about? Definitely, no change. About. Well, the only thing that the only thing that 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 happened is Google took a poll. Um, I'm sorry, it wasn't Google. Barry Schwartz took a poll. Um, asking how many people actually use it. Mm -hmm. As it turns out, the majority of SEOs use the um, href lang. I can never say that properly. I want to call it ethelrung. <laughs> I want to just read the whole word. href lang tag. 55.5% of SEOs do use it, which I guess leaves 45.5% who don't. Right. And you know what? Realistically, I think it almost just makes sense that, that, that that's about how that would break down. Because if I had a site, and I do have a lot of them, um, that are, it's English, that's its one, it has one version, it targets the United States, right? Like, that's what it actually is the default, right? So is it going to have a, a huge importance there? 
Not so much. But I think as soon as you get into multiple languages, now you need to make sure, okay, all the weight, like to me anyway, I'm like, okay, all the weight, most of the links and everything are coming into this English one. But I now need you to know, like in, in the case that we're talking about, because I'm dealing with a Canadian site in this case, but most of the links are coming into English versions, but I want them to know it's the same as this one. But that's the one for the French, right? Like that's how this passes. So that weight goes there, just rank this page, but it should be ranking with the same same sort of power and, and, and strength is, as you're doing with the English one. Um, that's mostly how, how I use it. So I, I get why people don't, where you're just sort of trusting Google as a default. I tend not to trust Google to always be smart, but uh, you know, the sort of numbers sort of break out as to how many people would actually need to. Well, um, again, as, as it turns out, 55.5, uh, so almost 56% of uh, SEOs and his sampling size, according, according to Gary, 1,700 or so people responded to the survey, which in the SEO world, I'd say, is a pretty pretty good sample. That is good. So there you go. Um, my assumption, incidentally, when I when I saw first saw the question was it would not be that widely used. Um, any little inch people can take, huh? Well, and that's, that's absolutely it. And just a case of like, it's easy to add. And anytime you can go, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to trust Google to always know just because they know now, will they always know, right? Maybe not. Just help stop them from like glitching, right? So yeah, makes sense. In that same vein, this is a question, not a statement, okay? In that same vein, how do you feel about... um I've come across a number of websites, and I've especially seen this in, in uh, uh, search consoles, like a lot more frequently, where I'm seeing noted errors surrounding schema, and people just aren't aren't filling in um, required tags. How yeah. critical you think that is? Um, should should people fill in every tag they possibly can, or in certain cases, is it probably okay to leave certain tags empty? If it's a required, I just like that. I kind of view as a as a as a hard and fast. If you can't, if something is required and you can't, is doing something better than not? Yes, right. I, I would say if you if there's a reason why you can't fill in this required field for some reason, you just can't find an image, right? Like I, I don't know why that would happen, but like an image just can't be used for this for whatever well, in that case, reason. There's no image there. So there's nothing to refer to. Right. Um, so if that was the case, okay. You know, I, I guess then you, leave it you blank. can yeah. and, and, and you would leave it blank, but should it be as thorough Price, as availability, yeah. descriptor, all that yeah. stuff should be in there. Cause Google's looking for it. That, that That's yeah. my sense is it should be there. And, and also clear these uh, damn errors out of Google, out of search console, please, because they're driving me crazy. Yeah, there's there's a lot. <laughs> okay, that too. Because anytime you hit an error that could be fixed, it could be, it's not that it necessarily needs to be a critical error, but what if it's hiding a critical error, right? Yeah. What if you're so cluttered with non-critical errors that you missed the critical one, right? Now, all of a sudden, it was worth doing all of this stuff that didn't really matter just to make sure you caught the thing that did. And that's oh, always that. been my like big push. I, I've got a client that we're just working on that now. They got lots of non-critical errors. I'm like, yeah, we got to just get rid of them because I know I'm going to miss something important one day <laughs> because it's, it's going to get mixed in with this a lot. Honestly, in the last couple of weeks, I've seen this trend in, uh, in Search Console, uh, especially around schema where Google's catching these errors and they tend to be um, fields that just didn't get filled out. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a germaphobe when it comes to, to uh, errors in search console. They honestly, they drive me nuts. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, time for one last one. Um, and uh, this one, this one is a, a, a just a quickie. It's easy to get excited about it. We've been this, we've been trying to do the mellow edition of uh, of Webcology this week. Um, Facebook is closing a uh, U.S. election ad loophole for uh, websites that were doing political advertisements, political advertisements, and disguising it as news. Hmm. You can't do that anymore. So 2016 was um, Facebook wasn't quite as horrible as it is today, but it was still pretty horrible. I mean, just, yeah. you know, it was horrible and not, not, not as wholesome and horrible as it is now, but it was still pretty bad. And uh, people were being directed to fake news sites all over the place. And these news sites were actually political advertisements disguised as news sites. Yeah. Um, now those news sites are, are, and they will be defined by an organization, company, or other group whose predominant purpose is to influence politics and elections, PACs, super PACs, or social welfare organizations, or businesses that provide political consulting. If uh, any of those sort of groups or areas are in, are associated with the, uh, with the page providing quote-unquote news, that news will be treated by Facebook as an ad and subjected to all the regulations. Maybe it'll clean stuff up. It's a try. Yeah. Well, you know what? I have a feeling we'll be just finding out more different ways that the entire system can be broken on this yeah. election. Um, but I mean, in that, you know, eventually, you like I, I liken it to, you know, all the all the bad backlink strategies over the year, year after year after year, Google had to fight for it. Right. But eventually they got pretty darn good. Right. And eventually enough elections go past. Hopefully, hopefully they get pretty darn good. Hopefully. And hopefully Facebook won't be um, the cesspool that it feels like it is right now yeah. much longer. Okay. I think that's, we've got a full clock. Um, I think the predominant message of this show was be kind to each other this week. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On behalf of, uh, of Dave Davies, who is uh, relaxing, thank God. Thank goodness you get finally getting some relaxation time in Whistler. Yeah. Um, from Dave from Peace Talking to the Marquis, it's Jim Edgar Digital Voice Media. But this is Web Culture on webmasterradio.fm on the 13th of August, 2020. Wash your hands, wear a face mask, uh, avoid spreading the virus, rank well, be kind to each other, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.